Welcome to the Umpiring Fast Pitch Softball Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Pete. And David and I were talking a little bit, and one of the things that came up are times where things happen to us that we'll call learning moments. And so, David, could you share with us one of the times that you maybe didn't do so great and maybe had a good chance to learn? Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to. Fun stuff. Uh, we all make mistakes. Everybody does. If you're a perfect umpire, uh, congratulations. I haven't. I would love to meet you someday. Uh, everybody makes mistakes, and it's big in the umpire community to make sure that we uh, identify those mistakes, take that, and and learn from it. So uh, we talked a little bit about post game in one of our previous episodes, and yeah. in that post game, it's absolutely acceptable, expected, and uh, welcome if you if you want to grow in this sport to get some constructive feedback you know to talk about things that went well or things that didn't go so well Mm -hmm. in the game so here's one that uh, my partner and i did get to talk about and uh well i can laugh at it today but did i ever feel bad at the time i i call this one uh my own story i call this one bases loaded and uh it hurts this this one hurts it was my very first season umpiring high school ball and i had a jv game uh, where I had the plate and my partner, a very capable newbie, also we went to uh, we went to our, our class together. Yeah. Uh, from from Mike, um, she was on the bases, and um, I can't remember the inning, but the visiting team was on offense, and the bases were loaded uh, with less than two outs. The batter hits a ground ball, a sharp ground ball, directly to the shortstop. Now remember, we're talking about JV here, so mm-hmm. you know, uh, think about that level Anything of play. Anything can happen. Yep, goes straight to the shortstop, and I, for some unknown reason, I believe that I should move from my nearly perfect position where, where I would be to, to call a force play at home to inside the field. I feel like inside the diamond is a better place for me. Uh, yeah. that's, so, that's a decision for which sure. Was, yeah, it was definitely a decision. And, of course, the, uh, the runner from third, the catcher, the ball, and the umpire all <laughs> arrived at the same place at the same time. And uh, thankfully, though, the runner did slow down a bit. Uh, I cleared the running lane, spinning around to my left. I see with my left eye the runner touch the plate, and the ball gets caught by the catcher. And so I, I call safe. And here comes the, the home, you know, coach. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he's, he's, not, uh, he's not real happy, and he's, kinda, he's, he's pretty much yelling. And he said, what the heck was that? And um, I said, that coach was bad umpiring. <laughs> I got nothing better to say than that. Uh, that's all I can say about it, really. I was out of position. I was in the way of the play. Completely my fault. <clears throat> However, I do believe I got the call right in the end. I saw the runner touch the plate prior to the ball getting there. And um, so I, I have her safe. And he went on to kind of complain and say, well, I think you called it that way because you got in her way. You know, she slowed down, so you gave it to her, you know, kind of thing. And I said, no, coach, that's, that's not true. She did slow a bit. Uh, but she she did still beat the ball there, so he wasn't happy with that uh, that answer at all. But. Yeah. So then, how do we how do I apply that for myself? So what what did you take away from that? What did you do differently so that that doesn't happen? Again? Yeah. So I have three things here that that this thing really really taught me uh, well, and it, it's pre pitch planning is essential. You absolutely have to pre pitch plan. Yeah. Um, here's what should have I think anyway. Here's what should have gone through my mind, and this is I wrote this down that evening. You know, when I got home, I went over this again in my mind and. Man, I really have to avoid that because you don't want to admit to a coach that was that you just performed bad umpiring. Right. You know, you really don't want to do that. So, um, so first, I, I think in my pre-pitch planning, I should have said, remember that there's bases loaded, less than two outs. You know, so infield fly is a possibility. Yes. Uh, so I, I want to remind myself about that. Uh, base hit to the outfield. I want to move to the holding zone and try to make sure that the runner from third touches the plate. Mm-hmm. So I can see that one. Fly ball to the infield. Make sure we call the infield fly. 
fly ball to the outfield. I'm going to get in front of the plate to reduce the distance and see the ball to the glove or hit the ground and watch the third base runner for tag up. Yes. Um, so a another thing I, I want to add that, that came to me years later is the actual position of that. So it's easy. If you think about this for just a quick second where nobody's on base and there's a fly ball to right field, you know, you can get clear out beside the pitcher's plate, you know, if you want to and, and make a call. There's no tag up responsibility over here. But if there's a fly ball to right or right center and bases are loaded like that, I've got the, the plate umpire has the tag up at third. Mm-hmm. You can't get too far out in the into the infield. You know, you've in fact, I could even argue that I might not get into the infield, but maybe a step because I want to be able to see out of the corner of my eye that girl at third uh, when the catch happens you yeah. know, to make sure that with the tag up. So keep in mind your tag up responsibilities as you maneuver yourself onto the field to get that to get that call. And again, this is two man mechanics. Yes. Right. With nobody chasing. So um, and then third, the ground ball to the infield move to the back left corner of the right handed batter's box in case there's a play at home, which mm-hmm. was exactly what it was. So had I thought about thought this through before we started, I wouldn't have thought in the infield was the best place for me to be because that's never been a mechanic. It's not anything I was taught. I have no idea why I did that. I just the ball got hit and I went, oh, and jumped into the in, right into the middle of the play. So like an idiot. So that's the first thing. Pre-pitch planning is essential. Um, second, one of the things that did help me out with this was integrity. Um, uh, own your mistake. You yeah. know, the coach came out. He was upset. Um, he wasn't happy with the situation. But when we were done talking, what could he really say? Right. You know, I didn't try to defend myself. I didn't try to say, oh, you're wrong and I'm right. Or I didn't, you know, I just owned it and said, yeah, I, that was a mistake, coach. I messed up. However, you still got to try to get the call right for the, for the girls. So, and then third, it was calm and control. So when the coach approached me uh, immediately after the incident, he was very upset. I mean, he was actually a bit aggressive, um, quite frankly. So fell short of charging me, you know, and then mm-hmm. that's, I use that word on purpose because it's in the mechanics manual, but kind of fell, fell short of that. But he was, he was loud and um, my ability to remain calm and explain the situation to him and um, take responsibility for it uh, actually helped me through that. So three things, I think, you know, pre-pitch planning, number one, absolutely number one thing, you have to do it. And then just owning your mistakes and staying calm and talking through things and and that gets you through it. Awesome. You got another one? I do. Um, This one's pretty embarrassing too. Um, One of my mentors uh, was actually uh, there to help me with this one. My first year umpiring high school ball again, class two umpire. Um, I had a JV game down the street uh, that um, I also learned to listen to your voicemails because mm-hmm. sometimes the athletic directors will call you instead of text you. And so I had a call from a number that I didn't recognize and they left a voicemail and I didn't listen to it. And I got all dressed up pretty and went down to the school for my JV game uh, only to find an empty parking lot. Nobody there. I'm like, ah. Crap. So then I listened to my voicemail and learned that, you know, the field was unplayable and my game got canceled. No. So right down the street was my daughter's um, high school. And I thought, well, let's see if they're playing tonight. And uh, it was preseason. So they were scrimmages. And when I got there, there were umpires in the parking lot. And one of my mentors was actually there. And he said, well, what are you doing here? And I told him my story. And he called me a silly name, you know, Mm -hmm. for not listening to my voicemail. But and uh, he said, well, what are you going to do now? And I said, well, I'm going to watch how the pros do it. You know, I'm going to sit in the stands and, and watch you guys do this. And he goes, well, do you want to umpire it? I'm like, oh, no, I can't, I can't. I can't do that. You know, I'm a class two. This is, you know, varsity ball. And he said, well, no, it's a scrimmage. And, you know, I'm here. So I'll just umpire it with you. Well, okay, how's that work? 
he said, well, you do the bases. Um, you know, Joe is going to do the plate, you know, and um, my mentor would be over my right shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. You know, I like having him, you know, on a, on a speakerphone in my ear, you know, yeah. it'll be really cool. So uh, we're, we're going through the game doing pretty well and getting some good feedback, you know, um, over in the sea, we got a runner at second and I'm watching the, um, I'm watching the, the pitcher and the runner at second. And I'm working on my timing. We're going to talk about this after I tell you the, the story, but I'm working on my timing for when does the pitcher let go of the ball, leaving early, the runner leaving early, that kind of thing is what I'm trying to work out in my mind. And um, I, I watch the pitcher. The pitcher lets go of the ball. I look at the runner at second. The runner takes off. Okay, didn't leave early at all. The next thing I see is the runner and the shortstop are tangled up. Mm-hmm. And so I throw my delayed dead ball signal out with my left arm extended straight out mm-hmm. uh, because I've got obstruction here and um, play goes over to, to first base and um, runner over there is safe at first and the runner is safe at third and the ball's back in the pitcher circle, you know, so um, it's over and the defensive coach comes out, takes a step out of the dugout and yells across the field and says, what was that? And so I kind of yelled back and said, you have a question for me, coach? You want to call time? Come talk to me. And so he did, and he came out, and he said, what did, what did you have there? And I said, well, Coach, I had obstruction. You know, your shortstop and the batter got all tangled up there, but, um, you know, the, the runner made it to third base without, without any trouble. Mm-hmm. Know, wouldn't have made it home, you know, and yeah. uh, play was done. So, you know, the, the outcome of the obstruction would have been her at third. So now I've got it's off. nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all pretty much done. And he said, do you mean to tell me that my shortstop's not allowed to try to make a play on that ball? And I went immediately, kind of went ashen. I'm white. I'm like, wait, what? Um, I'm sorry. Hold on, coach. Were you, are you telling me that your shortstop was making a play on the batted ball? He said, yeah, like I'm an idiot. Because, mm-hmm. well, apparently I might be. And I said, let me confer with my partner. So I got the plate umpire out there. And uh, you know, my mentor still over my right shoulder. And so far, he's being quiet. You know, yeah. see how we handle this. And uh, so my plate umpire came out. And I said, um, Joe, where was that ball hit? Oh, to the shortstop. Son of a gun. You know, it's just to me, all the air left my bottom. Like, yeah. oh man, it's horrible. I said, okay, um, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. I point to the runner at third and indicate that she is out, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the runner had made it to first. So she's, yeah. she's already at first and that's all good. And so, of course, the offensive coach, you know, he wants an explanation of that. He's not going to be satisfied with one from me. Um, so he asked my mentor who was, who was there too. And, um, and so he, he said, yeah, that's what happened. And she is out, you know, that kind of thing. But of course he wasn't happy about it either. Coaches never are right. happy about it when things went their way. And then all of a sudden don't, you know, because of a conversation. So that one was a bit embarrassing too. And, and, and so there's some reasons for that. And the, I got the, from that, I got the very best piece of advice I've ever received. And I still, I have it with me today. Um, Todd, thank you again. You know, I've thanked you numerous times, but this came from Todd. And he said, Trout, you have got to build habits. Your brain was going too fast, trying to do too many things, trying to figure out how to time up the runner leaving the base and the pitcher letting go of the ball. What's my, you know, your pre-pitch plan, your, all of that stuff, you're thinking, you know, what if this, what if that, there's a lot of thinking going on and then something happened and your brain didn't catch up. (laughs) And I said, right. Yep. You're right. So if you build habits for those other things that clears the mind, 
And so now you can, you know, the, the mind is better than to, to be able to see these things. And I'm like, you know what? That's just, that's perfect. And so that was, that was part of it. The other part of it though, uh, and I think, you know, hopefully maybe some umpires can get some, uh, some help out of this one as well. I lost track of the ball because I, I looked at this situation wrong. Mm-hmm. I went from the pitcher let go of the ball to the batter, or I'm sorry, to the runner. And so I went from the pitcher let go of the ball, I'm watching the pitcher let go of the ball, looked at the runner real quick. Well, where's the ball? The ball's traveling quickly to the batter. And so if the batter contacts the ball, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at the runner. Wrong. Don't do that. All right. So the peripheral vision thing is a, is a, is a definitely a thing. You know, you try to get them in your periphery. But the brain can only concentrate on one thing at a time. Most people um, think that, you know, they, I multitask really well. I can do like five things at once. You actually right. can't. You can just switch back and forth really quickly. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea of being able to see both and think about both at the same time is, is false. So one does have to be before the other. And they could be, you know, milliseconds before the, each other. But watch the runner leave. See the, see the pitch. Where's the ball? You know, did the runner leave and does the, does the pitcher still have the ball? The pitcher still has the ball. Now, now you kill it. Yeah. You know, oh, well, be careful about that. And CAA, it's a delayed dead ball now. But in all other sanctions, you kill it. You know, we got a dead ball. Runner's out for leaving early. But, uh, and then you actually get to pick up the ball and you get to see what happens with the ball. It's a really important thing because those, they're hard and they can come at you. And if you're not watching, they could hit you. So, right. <laughs> you know, so a couple of lessons there. The one to, to really take away is that um, build your habits. This is how I watch. This is how I move. This is how, you know, so every pitch that didn't get hit, you walk that, that runner back to second base, right? You make mm-hmm. sure that, that everybody's back at their bags. You know, you check, you just build the habits for how to do that. You don't have to think about those things anymore. So thanks again, Todd, for that one. How about you, Pete? You have anything? Yeah. I mean, so I've done the occasional, sometimes uh, I don't think about things all the way through before they happen. The worst one of those was kind of just a short version of, um, a pitch came in and I went ball. I mean strike. So I literally, I literally said, and I heard the girl strike is the right call. I don't know why I said ball. It was an obvious strike, but that's why I literally had to correct it. Cause it wasn't even borderline where I could be like, well, I said what I said. No, in this case, I'm like, I would, I'm not going to stick it to the pitcher like that. Um, and then I even heard him in the dugout later. They're like, he was like ball, then strike. I'm like, Oh God, so stupid. Fortunately, that was a scrimmage actually when I did that. Uh, but a story that happened from this year that I did. Um, there's a lot of a lot of people misunderstand the uh, a ball thrown out of play rule, and a lot of times they want to give you know they want the batter runner to end up on third or something like that. And so the rule is you get two bases from the time of the throw, and typically the first the the batter runner is somewhere between home and first when the ball is let go of, and if someone's starting on first, for instance, they're between first and second. So the person from first will end up on third, uh, the batter runner will end up on second. That's their two bases. Uh, and so I had a play happen um, at a game, and ball was hit on the infield. Person threw the ball to first base, right over the first baseman's head, right over the fence, into the stands, right? Into the parking cool. lot, honestly. Um, and so expecting almost a misapplication of the rule even. So I, I put people where they needed to go, I thought. And so I put the batter runner on second and the person, the runner who had been on the diamond, on third. And so there we go. And the coach is angry. And I'm like, what? She gets two bases from the time of the throw. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm adamant. I'm like, there's two bases from the time of the throw. It's here and here. Okay. And then I go and I get set for the next pitch. And I look out there and I go, last time I did this, 
there was actually a girl standing on second. Uh, not first. Oh, so she would score. And then I, so I, I time! Both hands up. I go out there. I point at the runner on third base. I gesture for her to come home. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I mumbled something. I don't know at each one. I just looked and I was like, I, I had him in the wrong. Sorry, blah. I'm an idiot, but yeah, she's here. <laughs> and that was it. Just kind of fumbling my way out of that one. But that was so embarrassing. I put down, literally, a lot of times I'll, I'll keep, um, just kind of a running tally of, of things that I do. Part of it was preparation for this podcast. Some of it's for my own edification and learning and, and reflection. And what I put here, literally on the notes for this game, I was getting set for the next pitch. I looked up, I realized R1 started on second base. I called time, apologized for the lapse, and scored R1. I felt like an idiot. Literally, I kicked myself for that, yeah. I don't know, for quite a while. Yeah, way longer than you should have, I'm sure, just because Probably. I know you. Yeah, yeah. I went home. It's like the same reason that I know I made a reading mistake in uh, kindergarten and I still think about that so, right. <laughs> in front of the class. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to probably be 80 on my deathbed. It's like, oh, she was on second. Yeah, I think it's a cool thing, though, people. One of the reasons that you're so hard on yourselves is, uh, or hard, how we are hard on ourselves, is because we care so much about getting it right for the girls. And we, we want to make sure that the coaches have a good experience as well and that they, they respect the umpires that they see on the field. Yeah. And those types of things, you know, detract from that a bit. Uh, but again, having the uh, having the, the the ability to say, whoa, 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 hold on, I made a mistake. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to rectify that. I'm going to I'm going to make it right for the girls, uh, even if it's a bit embarrassing for me. Because some umpires and and you could have uh, very easily just said, yeah, coach already detested. You know, he was mad, um, and um, you just went on. You could have let that pitch happen and gone on with the game, and most people would be none the wiser. But, but you said, no, 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 that was wrong. I'm going to fix that for the girls. So, you know, kudos. Yeah. Like you said, yes, it was the right thing for the girls. And yes, it made me look like an idiot. But I guess the right thing in that moment was I was an idiot. So I guess <laughs> you own it. all labels were properly applied. <laughs> you own it. And then that's, uh, there's probably plenty more, but uh, let's save some for another episode. So. Yep. This can be a recurring segment of the, prog- of the program because I'm sure we're probably going to make mistakes I'm this summer. I'm absolutely going to very, very soon. So. Yep. So let's wrap it up then for today. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks.